we like tickle like the tip of our nose or something like that. Oh my like, God. And, of course. Like, something ridiculous. Um, that's so the it's, same. Right. And that's so why it, they come up with dildos. No, yeah. <laughs> And welcome back to Herspective. So excited that this is our second episode after our hiatus, and we have such an amazing guest, but we will get into that soon. And uh, yeah, first off, I kind of just wanted to quickly go over the fact that, you know, our hearts go out to and our show goes out to um, the people of Ukraine and everything that's going on right now between Ukraine and Russia. And it's absolutely terrifying and Obviously, we're just hoping that this will get resolved sooner than later. Yeah, it's obviously not the kind of thing that you want to see coming fresh out of a hideous three years of COVID. So like you said, we can hopefully see an end to this sooner rather than later. Yeah. And and if, uh, you know, we're always open to um, ways to help spread awareness, information. So if any of our listeners, you know, are looking for another platform to help share information please dm us get in touch with us and we will help in what way we can for sure and on a little bit more of a lighter note happy international women's day everyone out there um i mean every day should be women's day but i guess we'll (laughs) celebrate the one day we get Well, it is every day is Women's Day on the show, or at least every week is. I mean, her perspective is about I know <laughs> women, and so we celebrate women and just everything amazing about women all the time. Uh, but yes, we have an actual day, which is today, <laughs> and um, which is a little silly if you think about it, because like, where when is International Men's Day, and the fact that they don't have one is a little telling. But okay, yeah, I think. There is lots of reasons why men don't need a day, but um, it's an important day. I'm glad that we recognize International Women's Day and it's still a thing. And, um, you know, it's important to be reminded that gender equality is something that shouldn't be taken lightly. It's serious. It's important. It's important. (laughs) But you know what? I kind of think like that too sometimes the way and I hope I don't get hate or shade for saying this because I really mean it in like the best way but like International Women's Day um, when there is like a position that has been filled in whatever industry political whatever um, by a person of color a female person of color specifically and it's called out the first you know, female person of color to do this or to be in this role. I mean, amazing. And I'm so happy for them. And as they should have that role. But to me, it almost feels like we're not progressive if we're still calling that out. You know what I mean? Like you should just acknowledge it like they're just another person filling the role. Yeah, because why equality is equality. Like why shouldn't they be doing that role why do we have to um still like single them out for the color of their skin or their gender um because we shouldn't be there difference between uh, like applauding it versus like acknowledging it as 
your an accomplishment. Yeah, like I I know where you're going with that. I, I'm having a hard time verbalizing it, but I get what you mean. Like we shouldn't have to say, "Oh, first woman this." It should just be the title. Like you yes. never say, "Oh, a man in this role." You would just say the role. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you wouldn't have. So say, you wouldn't say seventy fifth man to be whatever president. Of, yeah. <laughs> So, right, exactly. And I get why we do it because obviously women and people of color have not had the same opportunities throughout history as pretty much white men. Um, so I, I totally get it and I appreciate mm-hmm. it. And like you said, if we're applauding it, that's great. And we should continue to do that. But I still feel like it kind of takes away from we the... want to be past that. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Like I feel like it yeah. kind of takes away from the progressiveness um, when we're still calling out again, their gender or their race. Um, and to me, it's like, no, they're just an amazing person for that role and they should get it yeah. because they got it yeah. fair and square and that's why they should get it. Like, I feel like it takes away. And I don't know if other women feel that way or people of color, female people of color feel that way. I don't know. Let us know what you think. But um, nonetheless, it's important to celebrate women every day. But today of all days is, is a big one. And we have a great show. Amen, sister. Perfect for this day. Yes, we do. Um, and our guest is amazing. Um, you know, as per, I, I always feel weird when we're introducing or talking about our guests because I feel like they're all just so amazing. <laughs> we say this every time, but she is perfect uh, to have on the show for the things that we will discuss today. And it's all about female sexuality. And I mean, what is a better day to talk about this besides every day? <laughs> I mean, we could go around and say that a hundred different times. We like talking about all things women every day. <laughs> exactly. But first, we need to uh, get out there with our I was today years old segment. Because yes, we segment. did. Yeah, we got a couple um, responses through Instagram, which was amazing. And thank you so much for our listeners that took the time to send in theirs. They're hilarious. One, though, really got me because I also was today years old when I learned. So I if have any, a feeling this is what will happen with most submissions that we get. Yeah, I kind of hope so. I want to be like blown away and be like, yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> but I think we will. Yeah, like I hope we are. So I don't know about y'all out there, but I was today years old when I saw this come in from a listener that the packets of oatmeal like quaker dry oatmeal in the individual packets you pour that into your bowl and then there is a measurement for the water line of how much (laughs) boiled water you're supposed to add i did not know that all of these years i've been arbitrarily just dumping boiled water in there hoping for the right consistency (laughs) yeah always too little or always too much never the right consistency Little did we know we had this tool literally in the palm of our hands. And like, why did I never read the package? Like, in all my life. This opened up my eyes for many things because I bet you if we just, you know, took a quick gander at packaging, we'd probably find that there are a lot more things like this. Like, but you know, in the medicine container. Yes. It's that is there on the lid. There's a thing that's the amount. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I'm not following. When I had COVID, um, (laughs) I got, I think, NyQuil. And the lid is the cup to drink out of. Oh. 
Okay, well, that's like the kids that comes with the measuring cup. Um, (laughs) That that one I know. (laughs) Well, I didn't know. And I was like, oh, this is, why am I getting out my fucking teaspoon right now? (laughs) When it's, see, this is the same thing. You always learn. And you probably think every time, you know, what would be smarter if they would just put the measurement on the lid as you swallow it down from your teaspoon. (laughs) Well, I never even thought of that because i just thought you know (laughs) you just take things as they are i guess but here we are i think this will be inspiration read shit yeah packages moral of the story read shit last week's episode was a little bit more serious of an issue but it could be things like this that are just as mind-blowing right last week's was serious but also at the same time comical in a lot of ways because i think majority of women are like if, if they were asked or like someone said. Oh, yeah. Said, I, I want to follow up with you on that. What did Justin say? Oh, good thing you did because I would have forgotten. So I did ask him. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I asked, I did ask him, um, first of all, does he know what a hymen is? And he asked, and just to quickly back up for those that didn't listen to last week's episode, our I Was Today Years Old was um, learning that there is a thing now that people get hymen reconstruction not going into the whole thing listen to last week's episode if you want to know more but basically we said we would ask our husbands and partners um what they think so I said do you know what a hymen is and he said yeah and I said okay well what is it he's like well I don't actually know what it is but it's in your stomach right oh (laughs) shit no I think it was a hernia incorrect he had no idea he had no idea and so then I promptly explained what it is and I said do you want me to get mine reconstructed (laughs) so you can have a virgin experience and he was like absolutely not and uh thought it that's like he was just thought that was crazy he's like do people do that and I said apparently and he was like okay well I don't even really know what to say to that so yeah he he was like this is so weird and um He's like, had I even known if it was, because I actually, I also said, you know, we've all heard the term, especially in high school, popping a cherry. So I said, what do you think that is? Like, what do you think you're popping when you're popping someone's cherry? And have you ever done that? Do you, like, do you know if you've done that? He's like, I don't know. How would I know? And I'm like, well, I don't know either. Apparently you could potentially feel it. But I'm like, so all you guys are just running around talking about popping cherries and you probably never even popped one ever. Or if you did, you did not know what it was or anything about it, like what it felt like, the importance, anything. It's so dumb. It's just like another thing for teenage boys and girls, I guess, to talk about arbitrarily for no reason. Like completely ignorantly too. Yeah. I would say like 98% of teenagers, if they're talking about it like that, like Poppy and Cherry, they're completely ignorant on what they're actually even talking about. Well, and I was, until I really Googled what the fuck a hymen was, I'm not going to lie, I had to, because, like, what is a hymen? I didn't know it was, like, a piece of flesh. But Ian brought up a good point when I asked him about it, because I'm like, oh, you know how you break a hymen when you have sex? And he's like, okay. I'm like, and that's how I brought it up, like, do you want me to do that? Or reconstruct it or whatever? And he was like, first of all, are you saying you have a broken piece of flesh dangling in your body right now and i was like okay you know what fuck this conversation i don't want to know about any of this dangling like a curtain like but what is it flapping in the wind 
Well, I would assume your body gets rid of it. Okay, fair. But we need to be it, like we need to fact check on that one because we didn't Google that part. I don't know what okay, happens this... to it once it's broken. Last week's segment is really getting its miles out of it. Like we're just learning and learning and learning and I mean, it, this this is the segment, Hyman Reconstruction. Well, I <laughs> mean, need to know. it was supposed to be about um, hot cereal and porridge <laughs> packets. But yeah, the Hyman <laughs> trumped that and took over again. So we've had hot cereal. We've got two, two segments on that. But I mean, I feel like it's a good lead up also to what we're going to be talking about today. For and sure. it all is kind of relative and it it sort of falls along the same lines of the show so really quickly though before we get into it because I do we do have some housekeeping things um guys if you have a business if you have like a brand whatever if you just want to grow your social media you 100% need to reach out to socially brooke Uh, she is a social media marketing manager and right now we are offering, with discount code Herspective10, you can get 10% off a social media management full package with Socially Brooke. So if you're looking to grow your social media account socially or organically, Socially Brooke can help. She is amazing. She has been a guest on our show and she will be a guest on our show again. Uh, but yeah, Herspective10 gets you 10% off a media package with Socially Brooke. And make sure you follow her at Socially Brooke on Instagram as well because she also gives uh, mad tips and tricks and uh, lots of really good ideas and information for you there too. Absolutely. So you can find her at sociallybrooke.ca. That's socially, B-R-O-O-K-E dot C-A for 10% off. Awesome. So now I think we should definitely get into this episode because it is such a good one. Um, To introduce our guest, we are being joined by Remy Casimir of the How Come podcast, and that is C-U-M, How Come podcast. She's also a New York stand-up comedian. Uh, That's actually where she got started, but... She'll go into it. Netflix star. Netflix star. Oh, I mean, she's been featured all over the place. GQ, Netflix. Um, I mean, she's really covered the gamut and we absolutely love her. And again, to give you some context, um, she will get into it, of course, and tell her story on the show. But Remy is a woman that struggled for years until quite recently, actually, with being able to orgasm. So basically, she started through her stand-up, incorporating it into her show, just kind of talking about it. Um, And then she finally achieved, as she says. She took matters into her own hands. She really did. (laughs) And How Come podcast was born. So uh, we really wanted to chat with Remy about this because a lot of women struggle with this. And I think we're always left with this feeling or this belief that, well, that's just me. Like I'm obviously not meant to or I'm broken or like it just won't happen for me. And that is not the case. I'm sure there are definitely some real medical uh, conditions to why, but often it is not. And Remy has amazing advice and um, just like tips and tricks. Uh, but we we think also going back to International Women's Day, this is a great topic because orgasming is something that women should get to do, get to have, get to enjoy. Like we should get as much pleasure as our male counterparts do. Um, when it comes to 
sex and intimacy and just personal pleasure. And I think for us, the biggest thing was just, you know, spreading awareness about something like this because it, you're like you said, it is something that's not as discussed as much as like female pleasure is not discussed as much as male pleasure. So we're just, you know, doing our part to highlight these things. And of course, speaking to Remy about it, um, being a comedian, it was just a fun, light way to do that. So, I mean, conversation was amazing. She's amazing. And let's jump right into it. Welcome, Remy. Welcome to the show, Remy. We're so excited to chat with you and have you on. Uh, Just before we started, (laughs) we were chatting a little bit about the uh, DM situation. So (laughs) we would have maybe had you on earlier had Instagram not dropped the ball. I got a bunch of random DM, like hundreds of random DMs that I've never seen. And yours was amongst them. And I was like, this seems like a really great show to go on. So I really appreciate you guys having me and being patient with my delay (laughs) well thank you no you (laughs) you really did you kept us like just hanging in there um but no this is so exciting we're so happy that you're finally here and we have a lot that we want to chat with you I finally came yeah finally came (laughs) pun intended as you said very intended Um, so I don't know if our listeners listen to your podcast, we certainly yeah. do, but just before we get like really into it, can you tell our listeners like who you are, what you do and why? Defo babe. Okay. So yes. hi guys. I'm Remy Kastner. I'm a New York city stand-up comedian. Um, I also host the podcast, how come, which I started because at the ripe old age of 27 years old, I, um, I was fed up with the fact that I'd never had an orgasm and I really wanted to learn how, and I wanted to do it with something that was going to hold me accountable, obviously in a very public setting, you're (laughs) held very accountable. Naturally Um, a podcast. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, how how should I learn sex? Mm, Podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) And um, yeah, the way that the podcast was set up initially was everybody would come on and tell me about their first time coming, which still happens. I still ask that to everyone. Um, But then the second part was that I would ask them for an assignment that I had to do for the next episode that would hopefully make me come. Um, And spoiler alert, I blew my load episode six. Whoopsie. Oh my gosh. (laughs) What was the lucky uh, advice for that? The lucky advice. assignment. It actually, it wasn't an assignment that came from the podcast, funnily enough. Um, I had been doing assignments and like intense ones um, at that point, but I also was doing like the New York comedy podcast circuit because all of my friends who are other New York comedians were like, oh my God, Remy's not coming. Like you have to come on our show and like, tell us like what's wrong with you. And because um, it's hilarious. Obviously. No, because, because also <laughs> nobody really was talking about it that much. Like people were talking about coming. Yes. All the time or not being able to make women come like that was a very common trope but um and also people like women vulva owners talking about their orgasms that they were having on stage which is kind of what kicked it off for me is like I I realized like oh way more people are coming than I thought like I didn't think we could do that like I thought you were either like the Samantha Jones of the world that was like you come after like two pumps and you're just like fucking screaming. Um, and I was like, oh, I know that's not me. So I had been like resigned to being like, yeah, like I'm kind of broken and it's never going to happen. Um, but then I saw these other women doing stand up and I was just like, oh, you guys, you guys really coming? 
And they're like, yeah, like, let's <laughs> out here coming. Help so you out. So it is just me. Yeah. Aww. But yeah, so um, no, but the comedians are very, very supportive. And uh, three comics, Casey, James Salango, uh, Patrick Schroeder, and Will Winner have a podcast called The Good, The Dad, and The Ugly, which is they just interview women or people with vulvas um, as three guys. And they were like, Remy needs to come on this podcast. So I went and I talked to them and they were like, have you tried a clitoral suction toy? Um, and I was like, no, what? And they were like, yeah, like, have you not even heard of them? And I was like, no, like, that sounds like an invention that I literally made up in my head in like fifth grade health class, because oh, no. like, you know how they explain like, oh, the embryonic tissue of the clitoris is the same as like the penis or whatever. I would always be like, oh, I wish we could get like a tiny blow job. Like, I wish that was possible. You know, like I like <laughs> little did head, you know, <laughs> no, I yeah. even like, I thought of an invention that was like, oh, I could, I could put little hands on a tweezer and like jack off my little clit or whatever. <laughs> Oh my God. But you know what? Like, not that like far off from that little design. Necessity like, so is the mother of invention. Like, seriously, like they have the little bits that kind of kind of hold. There are so <laughs> many different types of sex toys now, and it's really awesome. And I think it's because so many women and people with vulvas have moved into this space, mm-hmm. whereas before yeah. it was all like dildo, you know, yeah. which like, yeah. and, like is we all just want one of those. those. I feel yeah. like. I mean, people do some people who like to have like internal orgasms or whatever, and they can, or they like to be filled up. Like I know people that love to be like plugged, like as well as vibration or whatever, like it works best if they have like a plug in their ass or something like that. Like, and I, throughout my like teens and like early twenties, like I was experimenting with a lot of stuff like putting in because that's the sex that I was seeing represented was P and B, you know, like that's the only way to get anywhere. And um, I really didn't focus on the click because I, I don't know, I just thought it was like a joke or like it, when I would touch it, like nothing would happen. Still, I don't really have like too much sensation, like with my own hand. I'm working on that still. Um, but yeah, so these things didn't exist because the people who were making them all had dicks. Exactly. Like, I like had all um, things start. <laughs> yeah, I had the CEO of Lioness toys come on and she um I don't know if you guys know about lioness but it's like a vibrator that tracks your orgasms and gives you like your orgasm data oh I didn't know that no yeah. I didn't I, know. I knew of the brand but yeah I didn't know no the it's inventive they're this. incredible yeah. yeah and she was telling me that the reason she got into it is because there was some study and um it was like a sex toy company by men and she was asking the guy who started the company like well how do you determine the vibration if you're not doing it on vulva owners and he's like we like tickle like the tip of our nose or something like that oh my like, god and of course like, something ridiculous um that's so the it's same right and that's so, why they come up with dildos n- yeah <laughs> like um, this isn't doing anything just shove something in there yeah <laughs> yeah um which yes again dildos they can be great they can totally work but if you look at the scientific stats only eight yeah. to twenty-five percent of people with vulvas can come from just penetration alone. Everybody else needs yeah. clitoral stimulation. Yeah. Um, they're sorry. I guess my boyfriend's leaving this house, and the fucking spaceship is. You're you're about to take. What off. is it? Like, yeah. You're in launch mode. Like Remy, <laughs> the lights come on, and the UFO ship just yeah. like, takes the off. The roof is about to open up. It's like Dexter's lab shit. You're like, actually, I have to go. I'm going to the. I'm getting ship. beamed up. To, yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. Cut I know this short. is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Beam me up, Ben. Gotta go. 
Um, yeah. Well, so what were we talking about? <laughs> you were saying that uh, she was tracking uh, with the data about how right, 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 often. right. Yeah. So only that many of people with vulvas can come that way, um, which is not surprising. Which is not I surprising. definitely cannot. Can a lot of people have internal orgasms if they're warmed up? Like if the, you know, clit is stimulated first? Yes. And the reason for that, I don't know if you're told your audience this, but this is like the most interesting thing I've learned in the course of like this podcast is the clit isn't just the thing on the outside. That's like the tip of the iceberg. It goes forward structure to your body. Yeah. There's like a little cowboy straddling your vagina, vaginal opening. We've had um, a lot of sex experts on to talk about this because definitely we did not know any of this beforehand. But I feel like it's always something that's good to kind of re talk about because obviously new listeners and I think just it's still awkward for a lot of women to even like think about it. And like, just to quickly go back to like you saying, like you didn't know about it or you didn't, when you, you know, tried to masturbate yourself, like it wasn't a lot of uh, sensation. Whereas Mm -hmm. it's that I think still goes back to like the kind of sex ed we were taught. Like I do not remember even hearing the word clitoris in any sex ed class, like throughout even high school. That doesn't mean I didn't, but I really like, it obviously wasn't enough if it was at all. Cause it did not re- like, it did not stay yeah. in my brain and it was never something that I thought like was, you know, anything it's part of had. sex. Yeah, yeah. Like it was well, cause just- they weren't teaching pleasure, pleasure education no, at all. Teaching at all. How not to have a baby. Not. Yeah, exactly. How not to have yeah. a baby. Yeah. And I, I wish if they wanted to teach how not to have a baby, then teach masturbating. Yeah, like you really can't have a baby that way. It's, it's really insane that they do not. <laughs> no matter how many times you try, it at all. <laughs> it's it's such a taboo thing for some reason, and everyone fucking does it. If they don't, they should be doing it. They um, should be doing it. It's and that's what I was gonna say to you, Remy. I'm surprised the first person didn't sit you down and say like, go spend two hours or however long it takes and just do with your hand and see what happens. The first person did say, yeah, 30 minutes okay. alone yeah. with your hand, and it um, didn't work. No, I was still like in my head. I also needed to get over the hump that maybe there was like something mentally wrong or physically wrong. Um, Which is probably the majority of the issues that women experience or yeah, yeah. And that was one of my assignments was like to go to the doctor and not just like the gynecologist, which I did. And she like tweaked everything and was like, "It's fine, you're responsive." You're good. (laughs) But I also went to my therapist to be like, "Hey, these are all Mm -hmm. the thoughts I'm having. These are the fantasies that I have. This is the thing that I feel guilty about or whatever." And she was like, "You're normal. That's fine." How much of uh, have you looked into this? How much like has is mental when it comes to an orgasm like is there stats on this I don't know what the stats are but it is extremely mental for a lot of I know for for sure like I even have a friend who he can't come from blowjobs because he's so in his head you know like really yeah surprising you Mm -hmm. typically think of that with like women Mm -hmm. um and you always see that in the movies all the girls are like going through their lists or whatever when their partner is just like fucking them but men usually it seems so like uh, blow job, like, you know no, we're all <laughs> they're good that's what's been fun is like learning about like everyone else's problems too or like you know so to speak. Up. <laughs> they're not actual problems it's just like how uh, how you respond to sex a little yeah. differently than what's been displayed in the media and like the yeah. media I feel does have to streamline things or did for a little because like we were so puritanical as a society so like even getting missionary on tv was like a big deal 
Um, so I do think that we're like steadily working up. Like if you watch Euphoria, they've got all types of sex now. Yeah. That we love to see high school students having sex. We don't I know. in college. <laughs> ah. um, yeah, but, yeah. So true. But I mean, I even shows like Sex Life really was like quite different for me. Like the first was show. Was the first season? Yeah. 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 The first season of Sex Life. Um, like compared to anything any else. scenes in it. Is that crazy? I just remember it's... Anna Kendrick. <laughs> No, oh, that's love, love life. Oh, love life. sorry. Yeah. Sex life. Okay, is okay. I can't remember either of the main characters' like actual names, okay. but basically, it was a woman, and she's married and has a great husband, great life, but she had this insane, intense, sexually like driven relationship with this former boyfriend that was ah. like also emotionally like toxic traumatic everything it was everything it was just like the passion and anyway she starts fantasizing and writing about it and um you know one thing leads to another she meets up with him and but it it was like really intense like scenes it was on Netflix so I mean it's a little different than like your cable tv but for me like that was the first um show and it's pretty recent that I was like whoa they really just like real sex let it go yeah they didn't hold back on that but even um that speaking of like not TV, like it's not TV, it's HBO, the new um, Sex and City reboot. And just like yeah. that, for as problematic as it is in, in different ways, they <laughs> Very... are depicting fingering for the first time as sex, you know, yeah, yeah uh, that's between true. Che and Miranda. Miranda. And they yeah. do refer to it as sex, which I thought was pretty advanced for them um, because this was a show that, you know, used to call bisexuality a one-way trip to gay town. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> you, you know what, really... this whole reboot is kind of really you know trying to be advanced it seems like with all of the issues that they're oh, discussing yes. oh yes in. they're just throwing everything in they're like everything it but in the worst way but they I had, admittedly it was I haven't the worst watched way. it but it I was like a cast of all everything. white women and like serious like straight people and then all yeah. of a sudden it's com- well like one you know. gay guy <laughs> now like one one gay accessory yeah, yeah. yeah. and he was guy. like the stereotypical flamboyant gay person and they didn't right? care about his sex life yeah. like even actually in this reboot um one of the gay characters is telling Carrie about like how he's getting over his ex and he's having a lot of sex. And she's like, why do you feel the need to tell me that? And it's like, you're a sex writer. Like, like, how can you still be so homophobic to like, not, you don't want to know about this person's life, but like you write about your your girlfriends or anyone else. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It is problematic for a lot of things. Yeah, I literally recap it on my Instagram and it's like 60 (laughs) stories long. I'm like, I basically didn't don't have to watch it because the GGE girls did like lots of recapping and mm. also all the other articles and like things I've seen on Instagram. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Like they basically just tried to make up for what they lacked 20 years ago or whatever yeah. it was, which like in a way good, but also it's like, it sounds like it's over the top. Like they just tried. Well, to it's not done nicely. It's not do done the naturally. The writing's bad. Like one thing. The writing's they also didn't bad. respect the fans. Like they didn't bring back like any like Past amazing stuff. moments and like things that they could have they like totally glossed over and like it was yeah. just so stupid it was like the new writers don't even know the characters it felt like the characters were be were not even the characters it felt like they were trying to be the characters but it's it supposed to be them it was just really hard mark. to watch but it, I yeah like to see more I know <laughs> but, yeah so I'm but was like next yeah yeah <laughs> No, I, I, I hate it without Samantha too. And it's funny that you brought her up because she is mm. like, obviously, you know, 
She's inspirational sex. for yeah for oh, talking about sex for women because obviously mm-hmm. everyone did that but when it comes to her it it's not real she would have sex like three times and have these amazing orgasms from dick penetrating and it's just not Some realistic people can like that's, yeah eight I mean, percent but like those people probably do fuck like that you and know two, yeah, like, two, I, I had somebody yeah. on episode two who was like i come every day of course i do you know like yeah. easy I come every, I come every single time, like, but never from penetration ever. Mm-hmm. I'm never. No, but there are people like that. And I, I feel like I used to strive to be a person like that and then felt bad. I was like, oh, no man will ever want me because I'm not easy enough to unlock. But I also you think know? that's, again, like what we're taught to, totally. even though not in sex ed, but like sex means a dick in the vagina like that's penetration mm-hmm. it happens you know you do it like that for however long and then oh everyone has an orgasm and it's all good and like that's at the same period. time like yeah <laughs> and that and the end and like you aren't taught about like yeah but you might not do it that way or it might not work like that for you yeah and then and then but you are taught like well if you're not having these explosive orgasms when your man is like in you then oh like I feel bad for him. I feel bad for you. Like, totally. It's, it's That's just the other legit, thing. It's, it's like, like, oh, so he, bad. <laughs> if you bring your sex toy around him, he'll feel emasculated. It's like, wait, what? Like, and you're just said, not supposed like, to get off. Yeah. Like my, my boyfriend is so down with my toy. Like he'll Same. be like, grab your thing. You know, yeah. like yeah. my boyfriend calls it, grab awesome... the purple thing. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's purple. <laughs> <laughs> grab your thing. I grab my yeah. ass. Um, <laughs> the other thing. Yeah. But like, he wants to see great orgasms. And also like, he sees it as like a helper, you know, like it's like the same as like the dishwasher as an invention. Like it's helping you, bro. Yeah. Yeah, It's definitely not not something to be intimidated by or emasculated by. And I don't know who would say something like that, but clearly it's somebody like the toxics, you know, yeah. Anybody who listens to. Who? Go ahead. (laughs) Say it. (laughs) Say it. Any toxic male podcast, that's all they say the whole time. For sure. And they, those kinds of people do those podcasts because they're like, so not like on the right level and they're insecure and they probably cannot help women yeah. achieve orgasm. So, but the one they thing they never about, have, obviously, male, that's why they say that. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but speaking like, of men, like, it sounds kind of like because I do remember this in your episode when you talked about like when you did finally achieve mm-hmm. um but I didn't oh my gosh I don't I remember talk about that this. it was like the guys that kind of suggested the toy that got you to that point. yeah isn't so that it's funny? sort of like a bit of irony there right and you know what is funny when we talked before about your favorite sex toy that's what I would say it is because that's, that's definitely okay. mine You're yeah the best you can come in like I don't know about you but I come in like 20 seconds like, Mine could like be 10 five seconds. seconds it's literally yeah. insane yeah and that was the other thing is I'm like a very impatient person and like this just doesn't give you the option to not come yeah you know it's amazing it's like on and you're like ah okay yeah. <laughs> at first I was like what the fuck because if you put your finger in it it does not feel like that at all like it does no. not feel yeah like anything and then yeah. I guess I didn't put my nose in. I should have tested it with my nose. <laughs> Obviously. My nose yeah. <laughs> and does did it you feel, feel like that? Anything? Oh, it was so wonderful. No. <laughs> You're like, That's I don't even it. need to put it on my vagina. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so tell me, can you tell us about your orgasm? Like, how did it feel finally? Because not only is it like it was crazy. an orgasm, yeah. it's also like such a lead up for you. Totally. 
And yeah, did you so, know, like, you were like, this is it. This is happening. Like, I didn't oh, yes. know my first orgasm. So really? I want to hear yours. But I was yeah, so, 13. So they, they usually, oh, so you don't, do you don't remember it or you didn't know? I don't, I didn't really know it was happening. I was like, I remember feeling like, like a buildup of things, but it was weird. I didn't know. But did like, you know what an orgasm what was? Then? No, I had no idea about any of these ah, things. I didn't, uh, uh, I didn't know what that was. Like, yeah, yeah I yeah. didn't know what to expect, what. I didn't but know. you were like, like that was. Something. I don't even know I, if I knew the word. That was something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people have that, especially like children. Like, there's a yeah. lot of yeah. children. Well, I was really young. Yeah, <laughs> no. Weird like to most, say, but... most of the people who have done the podcast, they'll be like, "Yeah, I was like five, and I'm like, what? I just didn't even know that was happening." And yeah, yeah they don't know it's a necessarily sexual thing. They're just like, "Oh, this feels good. I'm like calming myself down. It's like pumping like great chemicals into my body, yeah. and I'm happier and like." you know, whatever. And so my first one, <laughs> I was not five or eight. I was 28. Oh. And um, actually I'm my, glad own, you got my own anniversary is coming up. Ooh, nice. Yeah, Two twenty-two, having a show to celebrate it and everything. Amazing. Um, That's amazing. That's a yeah. good day. You I'm should very, come to right? Canada. It's a blessed day. I do want That's to That's a manifesting day. <laughs> yeah. It's a manifestor baiting day. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I bet you that's the best kind. Okay, um, so but yes, yeah, so happen? the first come, uh, I had ordered the toy and I went into my room and I put a towel down because I had heard from a bunch of my family members <laughs> that I might be a squirter. And um, I also was living with my grandmother at the time, so I made sure she was in her room because that would have been <laughs> annoying. And uh, I annoying, up, yeah, I turned up for everyone, music. yeah. <laughs> my music really loud so if there was any screaming going on nobody would hear it and uh yeah I put it on and I like in like 30 seconds was like oh my god oh my like I need to get up from this bed because like shit's going down like I'm I think I'm squirting and like I have to get into the bathroom like I don't want to clean after this and um so I went in there and then I like looked at myself in the mirror and I was like standing still and uh I was like don't give up like just like locked eyes with myself. I was like, you can do it. Just like keep going. And I kept like putting it up different levels. Like, and then my legs started like shaking, basically. Gave so you were way. standing at this point? I was point? standing. Yeah. Um, then got on my hands and knees, which I've never done since, but I was like, oh, this is, this is the moment. Your body just knows what you need. <laughs> yeah. Um, did like a few orgasms in that position and like squirted and then got on my back and did like a few I think it was like six total but it was like so, so you were able squirt. to just consecutively like yeah. back to back to back I was yeah. backed up man I was like a yeah. hose that had been pinched. holy yeah that's um, amazing yeah and then um, so excited that's amazing it was so great um I can't believe it I was like oh my god I can't believe it happened and then I, my podcaster brain was like oh my god I can't believe it happened like I should have fucking waited till episode 10 uh, like that number is better. Yeah. But, like, do I have Lucky to end this seven? shit now? Yeah. Um. And yeah, I don't know. It was like emotional. I like cried. Um. And yeah, a lot of liquid. And Aww. just oozing every. every yeah, orifice. I was like, should I, should I like end this podcast? But then I was like, nah. I still have like other goals. Like, yeah. like I said, I'm still working on my hands. I have done it once successfully, yeah. but like. Yeah. So, and then the podcast pivoted to like, how can we help other people feel normal and accomplish, accomplish their goals? I mean, I think just talking about it as, as you did before you even had an mm-hmm. orgasm, I'm sure it helps so many people like 
bringing awareness. Uh, this yeah. is, I'm sure this is something that happens to a lot of people. Um, yeah. Everyone thinks that everyone else is just out there having fantastic orgasms and sex and stuff, but that's not the truth. That's not the reality. No. And the people yeah. who are talking about it, like, I remember the way I used to talk about sex with my girlfriends would be like, Oh, like, did you get him? Like, did you guys like fuck? But it wasn't like, did you come? You know, like nobody ever talked about that. Nobody was talking about masturbating yeah. either. True. Well, yeah. And every time I've had a one night stand ever, it's like almost ever, like never is the guy like, Oh, let, let me make you come. Yeah. First. Well, no, cause I fucking absurd or animals. First. Yeah. They just try no, to just get <laughs> done. <laughs> no, I'm with you on this. No, they've just been trained improperly. Like yeah, for yeah. as much as I like make fun of them, like you really can't because yeah, we all have, they're just learning things from the media that they ingested too. Um, yeah. and I also, I used to get like mad at my boyfriend and my ex-boyfriends because I'd be like, you're just not trying hard enough, you know? Cause I assume this like stupid narrative that like boys like sex better. They know what to do. You know, like they go to some secret sex school and they're going to try a bunch of shit on you and unlock you. But like, you really have to unlock you first so you can teach them what to do. Otherwise, like I always say, it's like handing somebody a nine-sided Rubik's cube being like, Hey, no one's ever figured this out, but like you do it now yeah. and, and you're naked. Ha ha. Yeah. And it's 3am and we just met. Yeah. And you're drunk. Yeah. yeah. And so am I. Yeah. Dismantle also, this bomb, bitch. Yeah. You have 28 seconds. Um, tick, tick, boom, also, little bitch. <laughs> there's no pressure with that. Yeah. Someone yelling yeah. at you like that. I'm surprised yeah. all the guys aren't just performing out of those circumstances. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm sweating. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then they just come because mm-hmm. there's like never mind. The stress. Yeah. yeah. But also, guys are also and girls like we're also kind of taught that pleasure comes from the partner like you don't yeah like that they give it to you they own that they're supposed to be the ones that like provide the pleasure where it's not even pleasure it's like our whole society is like you're not going to be whole until you have a couple you know like you're not going to enjoy sex or travel or life or you know like go find a person yeah yeah Yeah. and it's like you don't have to find a person like I literally spent my whole life trying to like mold myself to be the kind of person that like someone would like and I should have just been focusing on like you liking you make me make you liking me yeah. and me knowing how to make me happy and me yeah you know being able to dare I say make love to myself yeah yeah <laughs> but I mean <laughs> I love that you say that because like that is still I think somewhat taboo for a huge part of society like yeah, but you're not yeah. supposed to, and it's dirty and it's this and it's that. And like, even saying this to me is crazy because I feel like, you know, like what year are we in? Like it's 2022. It's, so crazy. Like, it, it's still yeah. so crazy that these conversations are still happening and you can have a whole podcast and you are kind of like, you are in my like eyes, the pioneer of talking about it this way and like b- building a community of companions mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like or or like non-comers yet like think like it's just it's when I learned about your show which I actually learned about from GGE when you were on and I was oh. like oh my god like this is a thing I you're need a little snack hear. snack yeah yeah <laughs> we both are <laughs> <laughs> we are um but I was like I need to hear what this girl is saying because this is like crazy to me like mm-hmm. not that you had an orgasm just like that you can you have a content for an entire podcast to talk about yeah. this. and obviously there is 
millions of people that I'm sure are like anybody new discovering your show is like, oh my God, why didn't I have this in my life like <clears throat> 20 years ago? Um, but I feel that way about it. I'm like, yeah. why didn't yeah. I have me? Yeah. Where where was my Remy? Where's my older sister? <laughs> yeah. And and that's yeah. actually a good thing to say because like I don't have an older sister. I have a younger brother. Mm-hmm. And my parents were, and we've talked about this on the show before too. Like my parents weren't like, you know, hoity Let me show you how to master like that. <laughs> But they certainly did not have that conversation, probably mostly because it would be uncomfortable for them, not because they right, right, right. don't think it's right or nope, anything I, like that. My parents always sat me down and was it like, was you just know what like, you should be doing every day? Yeah. Like this. But not even just even the action, just like talking about like, it's okay if your body feels good. Yeah. Certain things. I bet you they like, talked to our brothers about it. Like, you always see I don't think the they did. too, where the guys... They, they always, the dads. in the movies, the, the dads always have to go to the sons and be like, oh man. Like, yeah, because they find a sock, American Yeah, dad. or they find, or their mom hears them. She's like, go talk to your son. Like, mm. Things like that. But never is that ever depicted for teenage girls in movies. And yes, yeah, seriously. definitely. A mom never reality. sits down with her daughter and is like, so. Mm. My mom told me that sex was supposed to be fun. Nice. But that was basically it. And I didn't understand that masturbation. Like no further direction. Yeah. yeah. Actually, my mom and, said that too. But what she's like, when you're older. And her biggest yeah. piece of advice was always go pee after sex. Like that was like kind of oh, the yes, extent of our one. conversation. <laughs> yeah. But um, what were you saying? Just that they speak to the boys more. Like my mom mm-hmm. even yeah. spoke to my brothers more. Yeah. Um, not about Jack in it. Because I think they had that handled but um, yeah I think they figured that out <laughs> about pregnancy but no not about pregnancy um she would teach them how to be good lovers and how to make amazing and how to make uh, how to touch a woman's face and she got them like what? idiot's guide to sex yeah for the boys because how progressive is that and then yeah for you, seriously men? yeah nothing for I, you no nothing for me like I think she like I I'm I don't want to speak for her but I, I'm pretty sure it's like very easy for her to achieve an orgasm um so I think she thought it might just be the same for us and she knew like I was like running around the house gyrating all the time since I was like two you know so I think she thought like on the floors and stuff no just like like I was always like dancing and like thrusting (laughs) and like I always had like little boyfriends and like I think she just assumed like it was happening like I actually I I have a little sister and she did um the first few episodes of season one she produced season two and she was an integral part in it because when I was seeing all those other stand-ups talk about their orgasms like she was like my last one that I went to and I was like hey are you coming because like yeah. if you can then I I probably could too and she was like oh yeah I can and I was like oh okay because yeah our boobs look alike so I bet I bet I can <laughs> like, <laughs> like um and it also made me a bit competitive too. And she, and she said to me though, she's like, oh, I just assumed that you were this whole time. Because yeah. like, how could you not be? Like I, she's knew that I had gotten sex toys, the rabbit that sex in the city recommended. Yeah. Um, and so she was like, yeah, I never liked with that the rabbit. rabbit. I thought, I didn't know. Like, so what I was doing was all whole. I was like pushing it up and in, whereas oh. she flipped it around and just yeah. used the ears on her clip. Yeah. And I was like, you could do that. Like, I didn't know that was an option. I don't even know if it would it feel good putting those ears inside. No, I didn't put the ears inside. I put the dick. Oh, 
Oh. <laughs> How was that? I'm not fully malfunctioning. I think that was wrong. Just shoves the, just shoves the whole thing in. Like, yeah. I don't know. Put it up there. Feels they like so glad we had to chat today, Remy. We'll weird, fix you but up. I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, I want to ask, like, how, like, because obviously you were older, you're 28, and had boyfriends, and were obviously very sexually aware of everything. Yeah. Um, especially about not being able to orgasm, but like, because you've been with your boyfriend Ben, yeah, for quite a while, and like, how did he Forever. respond to that though? <laughs> like, how? Yeah, like, was was it ever with point him where... when you couldn't orgasm? Yeah, I started but the podcast. It... We were already dating. Yeah. Yeah. And was that like weird for him? Was there a point where you had that conversation where he was like, okay, but like, is it me? Or like, like, was he just right off the bat? I don't know if this was like, um, that he thought he was so great, but he knew it wasn't him, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) he, um, obviously like cared about it and was like, let me try and get you there. And was like constantly like muff diving and shit, (laughs) but like, I again I hadn't done it myself so I didn't yeah you know like yeah I would get frustrated with him unjustifiably um but but he was always supportive and he especially even like in the launching of the podcast there was no like what about me what are people gonna think about me because he knew it wasn't him like yeah I I would say um you know like yeah we were together a year but I had been with me for 27 years before that and yeah. like we couldn't make it happen, so why would I assume that he could make it happen? Um, That's like he, a great point and like perspective because yeah. I think the go-to you, is either it's you, <laughs> it's <laughs> either your partner's fault or your fault. Like right, it's, and it's always a fault, right? There's no like, fault. So yeah, which, that's, like, that's how you feel. It's like right. Well, not my fault well it's not my fault that's not anytime you're in a situation that like revolve or involves teamwork and stuff and like you don't know what to do it's so easy to blame the other person or the other people kind of but it's like check yourself do you even know what to do yeah no okay then figure the fuck out yeah because how could you direct him to do things how for you yeah but how did you do you know what I will say is if somebody even hasn't had an orgasm and you're still having sex with another person, even if you don't know how to instruct them to make you come, you know how to instruct them to do things that you like. So I always encourage people to like, just like start out, like instructing them to like give you back tickles, you know, yeah. like, and being to, able like, get you to horny. Be- not even to get you horny just to get you I mean yes to get you horny horny like I I love any type of foreplay but I just mean getting you accustomed to asking what for what you want right um because like I used to think it was even like affronting to ask for back tickles or be like oh could you kiss the back of my neck oh could you kiss down my arm or whatever like could you kiss like next to my thigh you know like things that you want and that you know are going to be like yummy and exciting for you like you kind of know, you know, well, you know, in that not, moment too, what, what you yeah. would want him to do. Yeah. Everyone Ooh, knows scratch that. higher, you know, yeah. like it's to the right. I guess that's a huge part of it that I never thought of either. Like going, forget the orgasm for a second, but like going back a little bit and asking for what you want beginning yes. like, yeah. at all. And to start, you know, yeah. I guess that's lacking. Obviously you want to be with somebody who's going to ask you and take like inventory with you every so you know how off how is this you know does that feel good or whatever but not everybody asks those questions because not everybody's comfortable being vocal 
Because again, yeah. it's not something we see in TV a lot. Um, the first time I saw anybody ask, how is this? Was fucking Che Diaz fingering Miranda in the kitchen while Carrie's peeing her bed. You know, <laughs> oh, like yeah. as much as I hate different things about Che Diaz, <laughs> them asking every step of the way, can I touch you? Is this okay? Yeah, how does so this much feel consent or whatever. So much yeah, communication. Um, whereas Carrie, like, that's funny because oh. that was women on women too, right? Woman on woman, non non-binary, I, and yeah, yeah, she's right. she's non-binary. And the- I haven't non-binary. seen it. Just for the record, <laughs> I made the assumption because I know Miranda, had, like she's bi, I guess. she hasn't really defined it no she was never but before this she was never never by before this she had tried dating sid but it didn't really work out i think it's oh that does not even count yeah (laughs) i feel like i cannot speak i cannot use like examples or analogies from and uh, no i don't remember from it just like that yeah because i haven't seen it but um i just think like it's so foreign still for a lot of people to like say what you want. And like, even for myself, like younger years, I remember laying there and being like in sexual situations and being like, I really wish you would do this, but never Same. Saying, totally. Same. like it, say oh. having this full conversation in my head and be like, oh, no, okay. A little bit. Yeah. Too, oh, a little, oh, but Did never you ever get mad too. Like, no, I'm ma- more of like a mover. Like I'd move his hand or I'd move, I'd just do it. I wouldn't night, even but do still that. Not communicating. But it's still not communicating. That. It's not helpful. You know what I mean? He's right. not going to remember it or he's not going to, I don't know. It doesn't get the point across. It doesn't I help the situation. Got like frustrated with my They don't even understand when you tell them verbally what's wrong in fights, let alone like non verbal <laughs> yeah. cues. Like, you really have to make it easy. Yeah. So people. I'm like, move your head. Yeah, you literally tell them like I'm mad at you because A, B, and C, and they'll be like, I don't get it. What's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> like Abba, I, I just know. told you just one more time. Told you. <laughs> Beyond what I just said, or because I have those lists too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think that's a really like big thing is like verbalizing and and truth. Like yeah. sometimes I still like struggle with that with my husband. What are you um, embarrassed? Is it like that? I don't know. I I guess it's still like a little bit of just like conditioning exactly from my whole life and society. Yeah. And like even up until very recent, like we this all this like open sex and like stop making sex taboo is still quite new, I think. Literally last, like, couple of years. When I, I was the first person to, no, um, but before <laughs> me, there really weren't any women being like talking about not coming, like, or talking about coming. Like I was embarrassed to even like post my, like I came episode because I was like, oh, this is still so not talked about. Like I did. Um, and now everyone and their mom has sex toy spawn con. It's insane. Like every yeah. other podcaster is posting, posing with a dildo by a pool. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I used to feel so ashamed to like, even like launch my episodes, but it's exciting. Like that's progress. Yeah. It's just, it happened in a very short time. Like I said, you pioneered this, like you really did yeah. in a lot of ways. I'm because... Lois and Clark of pussy bitch, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Actually give yourself a pat on the back because like, thank you. I, and you I achieved mean, your orgasm. Like yeah, that is so, the, 
and like thousands of people have followed suit from listening to the podcast and doing so many people reaching out being like I came I came every day and I like I always say I literally started it so selfishly because it was like a me problem but like anytime like you know how teachers will be like if you have a question in class, raise your hand because like 20 other people are probably thinking the same thing. Like once yeah. I raised my hand, like everybody raised their little hands too. And it was like yeah. so nice and like just made me feel not alone, but also like them too. And then like, yeah, yeah, we've got people fucking squirting all over the world now. Just a domino effect. Yeah, like a girl from Australia and like her story was pretty like Hazel, old Hazel, yeah. Hazel, <laughs> Hazel's even started her own like women's circle. Yeah, and shit. Like, like yeah, that community of like health and wellness, and I, I just like that's amazing. And it, it seems kind of like silly to think like, well, why, like, why is this such a big deal now? But obviously, it's a huge deal because obviously millions of people are having. Who's saying issues. why is it a big deal? Like anyone that's not coming, no, knows but it's a big deal. right. You but I mean, like people it. being like, oh, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> But, or but, people even saying the female orgasm is a myth. Yeah. No one's I, ever done it with me. Oh, uh, that's a I weird like thing to I say. Know who's saying that for sure? <laughs> Tell me who's saying that. I'll edit it out. No, I'm just saying there's a bunch of like, <laughs> like literally just any any podcaster that's like <laughs> that's like I'm a high caliber man and I need a high caliber woman, you know, like or like Ben Shapiro who was like women should never get wet once he heard WAP. You know, like you're like, wait, so your wife, you're just fucking your wife dry? Like, oh, what's wrong with you? You know, oh like, my God. Ben. She must have flipped her lid that night. Like, you fucking idiot. Like, well, I'll I mean, you, she's married to him, talk. though. She knows she, she knows something's wrong. But I think. she might be someone, who or maybe like, she doesn't. Exactly. Like, she doesn't everything. know. She doesn't you have just anyone like tell email her. her an episode of your podcast. Yeah. Like, Here, girl, you need this. Mrs. Shapiro, <laughs> I have a gift for you. Let me help you. You yeah. don't have or to be like. Or your uh, clit sucker thing. What's it mm-hmm. called? An anonymous gift. It just shows up. There's a bunch of different <laughs> clit suckers. The first one I used was the womanizer. Um, it is yeah, quite yeah, expensive, um, yeah. which is like, it's tough for me to recommend to people who like can't come and maybe have limited funds right uh so i also recommend the girl's best friend by sweet vibrations we have a promo code how come which makes it like 35 bucks or something like that nice um yeah uh so like if you're not ready to make like a 200 investment like it is the same technology basically as womanizer the same air palsy thing um i also like the plus one air pulse arouser which you can get at target and what yes but you're in the states oh yeah we don't even have target anymore anyway oh like we never had sex toys in our targets if people (laughs) are are in the states um i recently just got a new one and i learned that it falls under the same policy as their other electronics so you can like like um amazing if it like crashes in like four years exactly you could be like i need a new one because it broke and they're like oh okay yes i love how to break ma'am yeah (laughs) How do you think, man? I drowned it. (laughs) (laughs) I drowned it in puss. Yeah. (laughs) I love, okay. I love a good um, sex toy reco. So beyond those, what is your favorite? Like, what do you suggest? Oh, there's a thing called the perfect match by Sweet Vibrations. And that helped me achieve my first internal orgasm. It's like an internal external toy. I wonder if I have any here. I'm Googling it right now um yeah it's like uh yeah one part goes in and one part goes out 
and neither are shaped like a dick, you know, like they're the same like kind of cylindrical thing, but there's no head, there's no veins that are like scary. That was one of the things I, I didn't know, like about What the fuck is up with that? Toys. If it's going to be purple or if it's going to be like lime green, why do we have to have the fake veins? Yeah. Clearly yeah. They're like, we have to insert some realistic. Yeah. And like, like where's the dick hole it? then? Oh, I, I where's have the balls? <laughs> if you're focused on all these things. Um, yeah. So yeah, I like that a lot. Um, it's got many, many settings for different types of vibration on both of the things. Um, right. I've had one of those too. Um, but I always break my vibrator all the time. I have no idea why. Or it just how, like but... stays on and doesn't and... turn off. You had that experience, which was a hilarious moment. It's like so a ghost my vibrator was... in your vibrator. We were, yeah, we, were, we were recording and Jess was like, what the hell? And I'm like, what is going on? She, she's like, my vibrator. It's like, turn use off. me. And then did it come on in the night? I don't even yeah. remember this at all. Yeah, no, this is, this but I go through the play with me. This was pre Ian. No, my vibrator is never without uh, attention. But and that's the thing. <laughs> I have it completely normalized in my sex life with my partner. Like we always use it or, yeah. or all the things, but it's never like like a intruding on his performance or anything like that. I think that is this that if anyone could take it's something from this episode is that like that is so stupid and it's if you are with a partner that does feel like that then there's other things that you need to discuss like you, you yeah it's toxic to masculinity yeah <laughs> but or, also, or maybe because he's just like afraid and doesn't understand it exactly. and how they work and like because fair to the guys like they don't get and tell them about the science either yeah, yeah like it, it's that's what i'm saying just a percentage like yeah. i always be like hey yeah. Okay, so I actually get this question quite commonly. How do I bring it up to my male cis penis owning partner uh, that I haven't ever come? How do I break that to him? You know, and I'm always like, explain to him again what I said that I, so this is something that I've been working on. It means a lot to me. Um, I don't want you to think it's about you because it's definitely not about you. We've been together for X amount of years, but I've been with myself for this many years and I've never done it. Or if they discover how to do it themselves, I've just figured out how to do it myself and I really like it and I want to involve you in it. So the next time I masturbate, I want you to watch or I want you to see, or I want to teach you how to do this to me because I think it would be really fun for you to be involved. I love that. And you know, one other thing I heard too, uh, actually with, I think it was on GGE and and they were talking to an expert about something um, to do with sex. And it was like, how do you broach these things with a partner? It's like, I heard it on podcasts. I wanted to try it. Like take the onus off yourself. If Mm -hmm. you, if you still can't, if you still don't feel comfortable being like, I need this for me, or Mm -hmm. I want to try this with me, just be like, I saw this and thought we might like it, you know? Yeah. Or I used to do this with Ben, play them the episode. Yeah. Yes. You know, or that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I literally, I, in the beginning episodes, I'd be like, Hey babe, can you like listen to this for sound pops? And also if you learn anything, let me know. <laughs> like <laughs> fucking notes, man. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be a I quiz be after. <laughs> yeah. No, I've done that with like, with my husband too. Like just sort of like, Hey, like I heard, I listened to this, but I want you to listen to it. And like, let's chat about mm-hmm. it after. Cause like, and not necessarily just for sex things, just like relationship things or whatever. Right. Totally. Yeah. Parenting yeah. stuff. We have kids. So it's like, just, you know, it is a lot easier when you have kind of like something to put it on. Like when mm-hmm. you don't have yeah. to like, and do it in everything. Can I tell you this? So we had this amazing anthropologist on Helen Fisher, and she was saying that if you want to have a conversation with a man, um, a cis man, I mean, and really anyone, 
but do it in a car. Why? Because so agree with that. Men are um, historically evolutionarily would be the hunters. Um, whereas the women would be gathering, but also raising kids in like the caves or in the huts or whatever. And women were bonding by looking at each other in the eye, looking at the baby in the eye, you know, being together. Whereas men men were out hunting side by side, looking out and talking so that I love this. Right. So eye contact, um, it actually is not good for them yeah Yeah. and it's actually it's hard for me too like my mom whenever she wanted to have a serious talk with me it would be on a drive um wow yeah I I get I totally can get behind that and now like you just saying that I'm like maybe I should stop telling my kids to look me in the eyes when I'm trying to talk to them I have two boys so I'm going about it all wrong so just put them aside get in the car yeah yeah or get but no my like conversations and like in things when I'm like, oh, I really need to like talk about this or not even intentionally need to talk about things, but like, we'll, we'll go away or we'll be on long drives and it just happens. Like it's very mm-hmm. organic yeah. that way. Cause it's calming your focus. Like it's, it's you're together. You're, you're together. Nobody can go excited. anywhere. Yeah, no one can escape. run away from yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it is, that's a great piece of advice. And like, yeah, I think if people are trying things and it's not working, just hop in the car, like give it a hop shot. in the car, put on a podcast or like, cast. yeah, just have it playing. That's yeah. <laughs> oh, I have such a good idea. I heard this episode the other day and I, I really want you to hear it. And yeah. they're like, oh, okay. And then the whole time they'll be like, why do they want me to hear, you know? And then you'll be like this part, mm-hmm. this part, this part. <laughs> Listen up. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know why I want you to hear it now, then mm-hmm. reconsider some things. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll play it on uh halftime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slow That's it down funny. for you. Well, how did you, though, also I wanted to ask, like, how did you get the courage to actually do this, like, first episode? Like, put it on a podcast instead of just, like, ask someone or? That's a good question. Just, like, keep (laughs) having conversations and keep, you know, getting assignments from people. Yeah. But without it being publicized like how yeah you feel like one day sat down you're like I'm recording this like yeah it's out there it's out there it is out there yeah no um so I already had a stand-up comedy background which you know we talk about fucking everything on stage right. so anything that I've ever struggled with it has been said in a pretty public forum at that this point um this was just like the next step and I did you know I think talk about it on stage first that I was like oh I haven't done this isn't that fucking weird um and I also was asking these other comics and friends of mine for like help and advice and they would give me assignments informally and I would Mm -hmm. always like try them and or not like I'd either not try it because I was like eh that's not gonna work or I would start trying it and then like be like "Eh, I'm broken I'm just gonna give up um and I'd already wanted to start a podcast because I saw that it helped other comics get booked places, you know, like even if they weren't very funny, like they were just fucking getting booked all the time because they were good podcasters. So I had noodled on different subject matter that I thought, okay, this is relevant to different people. You know, everybody dies. Maybe I should do a death podcast. Everybody eats. Maybe I should do a food podcast. Um, and then when I was having these conversations specifically, and having such a tough time carrying out the assignments, I was like, oh, this is the podcast. Yeah. Because need. this yeah. is, it's going to make me actually do it. Yeah. It you was know? meant to be for sure. Yeah. And anything I've ever 
wanted to accomplish, I usually make public because I am not good at holding myself accountable. So I'm like, Same. all right, now everybody and their mom is going to hold me accountable. <laughs> we always do that every time we have a guest on that's an expert in something. We're like, I'm doing this now. And you guys, you hear, heard it here. You heard it here and first. I'm doing it. Nobody calls me up and says, hey, did you do this? Yeah, I don't think anybody <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually held me, but I felt that yeah. I, you know, you put it out there. No, there's tons of things that I'm like, you guys, I'm starting a cooking show. And they're like, yeah. yay. And then three seasons later, like it hasn't happened. One person's like, what about that cooking like, show? Whatever happened to help? Yeah. Like, Shut up. That never happened. Yeah. That was a moment of weakness. I'm like, we filmed it. Ben and I fought the whole time. It's yeah. over. <laughs> Move on. There was one. And so funny. <laughs> But, I mean, a bunch of microphones. He freaked out, <laughs> went to Target, cooled off. We decided to call it quits. Stick with what we're doing. Vibrator from Target. Yeah, and all is good. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> but I mean, it is great that you did find the courage and did this yeah. because, like, I mean, uh, every episode of yours I've listened to, I've taken something away, and I just think it's great and I know that other people have and I've I've recommended your show too like and not necessarily because I know of people that like are had the same struggles you had or anything but it's just like you just we have other struggles on there yeah for sure but it's also like I believe that it helps bring more awareness and like totally more people that are talking about things that are still considered like awkward or taboo this just like normalizes and that's all we try to accomplish on our mm-hmm. show is just like let's normalize the things that are normal first of all oh yeah. my god so normal not obviously normal to talk about and makes people uncomfortable and squeamish and like like I think my like sign of progression in these kinds of areas is I started a new job recently and part of the Congrats. reason I got hired thank you is because I have this podcast and I, she knew it was, yeah, about, it was female focused, like our yeah. guests are exclusively female. And, um, she was like, I love that you're doing this. I love that you yeah. guys are talking about all sorts of things. And I was just like, wow, because I've experienced the opposite where mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. get a job yeah. because I had the podcast. Oh my God. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And it was really interesting, like to like experience both of those situations because I was literally on the way to the second interview in my other job and they must have found it or her I don't know I don't to this day don't know exactly but basically the recruiter was like yeah um yeah they mentioned that something about your social media wasn't you know in line and I was like social media there's nothing on there really and then I was like it's a podcast it has to yeah. be yeah. there's yeah, nothing yeah. else I mean, so my sister, which good thing you found out then because yes, totally. you don't want to be part of, part of part anything of that. like that. Yeah. 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 Um, my sister went to business school after she did season two with me. And she also like used to work at last week tonight and stuff. But she said that how come was a really big resume builder because yeah. they were like, wow, you took the initiative and in something that really wasn't like spoken about a lot and did it with amazing research and got it on Netflix, you know, like, like really built this thing out. And she you know, something that we started just to help, help me. You. Yeah. <laughs> Ended up helping her get into Stern at that's NYU. Amazing. That's fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but that's, it just goes to show you, like people do respect this and those that don't yeah. and, res- and like, don't, you know, appreciate these kinds of conversations or can't it's even very have telling them. about them. Once it again, is. we know you're threatened by are. female orgasm. Mm-hmm. 
or it's somebody that you're just internalizing just a lot of stuff. Yeah, like a lot of massage. This, um, the the Western world is very misogynistic at times. Yeah. I mean, the whole world is. Yeah, times. yeah, yeah. Um, and these are things that we learn are not okay to talk about. But it's really that's patriarchal to say because it keeps us down. It's the same right. way that people are like, don't talk about money. It's like, okay, but that's to keep people down. Yeah from like advancing and making yeah, money and, yeah. Exactly. and achieving and you know aspiring yeah telling people not to have conversations is gatekeeping I think yeah absolutely yeah. the Sensitive. thing that's interesting too though with especially when you talk about sex is like don't talk about it and when it is talked about it's obvious it's often especially when it's parents and kids if you don't have a progressive home um mm-hmm. or super religious whatever the situation may be it's often talked about like Ooh, like, oh, you shouldn't do that. Oh, it's a secret. But then at mm-hmm. the same time, like it is so natural. And you're kind of like for women, for an example, it's like you're told your whole life, like, oh, don't women don't ask, women don't want pleasure, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's all mm-hmm. kind of like shh, 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 no, dirty, dirty. But then you're all of a sudden expected as soon as you get into that bedroom to be sex a god star a exactly. sex god is yeah so you're yeah. constantly your entire life a developmental yeah. stage given this mixed message and then you get to this point and they're like that is well insane. why are you not folding into a pretzel right now and screaming and squirting totally and orgasming like, in seconds what are any also don't things? fuck a bunch of people oh yeah be a, be yeah. a fucking virgin and then be fantastic yeah. and yeah. like know like, everything I actually I feel like my my sex life was pretty detrimental because I didn't want to increase my numbers so I kept going back to the first guy who was not fucking good and didn't like me you know like oh. <laughs> like I was like didn't like me didn't like me no I mean he's, <laughs> he, he wrote in my yearbook that he respects me as a person but he didn't oh, respect me in the bedroom lovely. and he didn't care about mm. me coming or anything it was literally like wham bam thank you rem like fuck yeah. off uh, <laughs> and that's not going to teach you anything yeah oh, and let's pretend this never happened <laughs> yeah let's pretend it never happened but also I didn't want to venture out to other people because I didn't want to like increase my notches because that made you a whore yeah. which but is, is this like in high school yeah yeah I mean that is a it, that happens in high school unfortunately which I, I don't even know not, what I mean to I do. hope it's not anymore I think, oh, I think like, it's yeah. Look at like euphoria. No, look at shows like <laughs> euphoria is not real. Yeah. I know, but that's another problem. That's right? how you I learned. But... Life on these. Are your kids too. doing meth as well? <laughs> but I'm just saying. Let's normalize. Let's normalize right meth. It's. No. <laughs> Please, no. Forget sex. We need to talk okay, about the real issues listeners, here. Matt. Yeah. I don't mean that. <laughs> now I feel um, like I have to have like a like a. Lauren's a that was a joke but she needs to have a disclaimer for us yeah I'm joking don't normalize meth but we all normalize getting health if you're on meth yes 100% but I'm just saying look at what's being depicted in high school shows for high school kids I know it's not real Mm -hmm. but I think that kids like you always see those memes it's like kids 13 nowadays and look like adults and then us at 13 we look like well, like the hideous. Worst. The, the worst. Yeah. Well, also, like, hello, we have Euphoria is your high school show drama now. We had Degrassi. Uh, <laughs> yes, we did. We had Thanks, Stay by Drake. the Bell. And we really had... helped us out then. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were unrealistic in different ways. Yeah, in different ways. Nobody, no, nobody with a secure attachment style looks to shows for normalcy. I learned that recently on an episode <laughs> about attachment styles, and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I need to relearn some stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, there are great shows like Sex Education, I think, is now depicting sex. Yes. Um, I haven't seen that. Sex Life of College Girls. I haven't seen that one yet. Doing a better job. Um, yeah, we're making some steady little progress. Yeah, actually, sorry, forget I said Euphoria is a good example. Sex Education is a way sex better education. example. Yeah. <laughs> Much better. Yeah. Well, I feel like sex education in schools should just be better also. Like, let's oh, be real. Well, we always let's talk stop about pussyfooting around unintended yeah um no it's what, ridiculous what, it's what either sex is and what it's like and all the parents that are like no don't teach my kids like i i just can't do you want to teach them like, you're, <laughs> you're not, not teaching gonna, them you're not yeah. gonna they're gonna you have to or starting yeah. one about literally <laughs> if you don't want your kid to start a podcast and embarrass you <laughs> which <laughs> were your parents embarrassed no, my parents are both medical professionals, so they think it is essential. They think I'm actually doing medical healing. Um, my you dad are. is so, they're both so proud of me, but my dad is actually like, the other day I went into his office and he's like, I'm just so proud of like how far you've come or whatever. And I was like, thanks. And he was like, literally like once a day, somebody comes into the office and asks if I'm your dad. And I'm like, oh. After living in your shadow for all these years, it's finally nice to cast a little little darkness <laughs> on you. <laughs> He's so like, that is yeah. amazing. And that's like the ultimate validation too, right? Like, it really is, I, yeah. I mean, and you, I don't know how, what your listener base was right when you started, but like your show and your whole brand has grown. Like, I mean, Netflix, hello. Hello. So, like, that was crazy. I mean, Amazing. Like, what did you even do when they reached out to you? Were just like, am I being pumped? No. So it was, a, it was a very fortuitous thing. My sister, um, like I said, used to be a research associate producer at last week tonight. And when she was there, she had told a bunch of her colleagues about the podcast that I started and like why. And there was a woman who was working there who went on to work at Vox and their show Netflix explained and they were doing an episode on the female orgasm and they were seeking out somebody to talk about ha not having had one and it was proving so difficult because nobody wanted to people were like ashamed and like scared and shit and so she I mean, like Holla. reached out yeah no she reached out to my sister and she was like is um your sit is your sister down to like be on this show and talk about this and I was really excited but I was also really nervous um because I didn't want to be on there and then have a bunch of guys rush into my DMs and say, oh, you haven't done it. Like I can do it, you know, and yeah. offer me a little peener on a platter. No, they did not because it turned out once it came time for filming, I had already blown my load and uh, I was uh. really scared to tell them because I was like, oh, they're not going to want me anymore. <laughs> they came. No, I, you know. <laughs> I feel like that's almost full circle in some No, that's way. taboo. Like, yeah. 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 You're not like, gonna want me. No, now, no, I'm, I'm like... not special anymore. But they were like, no, this is triumphant. This is like the point of the podcast. Like you yeah, accomplished it. Like, yay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. 
that was another thing that I used to <laughs> like. I knew guys that would get happy endings, and I'd be like, "Can they do that for girls?" And I'd be like, yeah. "It would take twenty minutes." Yeah, we don't <laughs> like, have time, we don't for, have time for that. Yeah, um, <laughs> not if they had the womanizer to sanitize that right. Literally, just like a little room, a little machine, in and out. You're like, you know, um, what? I'll just do it. I don't even need you. Actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> never mind. Pass it up. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. Then that was kind of a relief to me because once it debuted. I had done it. So nobody had to offer their services. I still got some weird DMs. I was going to say, I bet you still got people, men. Egos. I didn't even <laughs> think about that side of it at all, actually. Oh, like yeah. I that have was not the most even thought about part of it. Yeah. Aside yeah. from the Netflix thing, but just like you doing the podcast at all. I didn't, because obviously you promote on social media, like who everybody else would. And I didn't even why it didn't dawn on me that people must have been like oh I got you girl like they did like when I did that's why I was so nervous about it because when I first put out the podcast like Justin made DMs it was like that and I was like wait this is going to be on a global show now like I just can't have but then yeah thankfully I had done it by then I'm sure Ben was maybe like oh great well no I was going to say having Ben as part of it I would never have been able to start it alone alone because I would have been so scared about those responses. Like, I really feel uncomfortable when people proposition me for sex. I think anybody does. Fair. Um, but <laughs> I think sense. I think they have, they think they have more license because I am talking about it so publicly, but that's why like every few Instagram posts, I'll be like, and then, so that like. <laughs> Reminder. Like, oh, um, if I go for her, that stringy boy might beat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> He's your bodyguard. <laughs> my little string bean bodyguard. Yeah. Aww. Which they should just respect me on my own. But unfortunately, I know I don't even want to mention are that not, thing. Are not at that stage. No. And Still I mean, social scene. media is just like the wild, wild west, really. Like everybody really can, is. thinks they can do whatever, whenever to whoever, say mm-hmm. whatever, like things you would never in your life say to someone's face. And it's just like all, all bets are off when it's a sliding into a DM. Oh, yes. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're not on your level, so um, we don't get a lot of that, but we've had some interesting. Girl, yeah, you're on my level. Well, in terms of, well, thank you. But in terms, in terms of, like, of all the levels, size, yeah, yeah um, we're trying, we're trying to get there. Uh, but uh, yeah, like I, I just, that's it's so funny that it just dawned on me that like, oh yeah, you probably had like quite the social media maybe that's why Instagram started blocking your TM so like she doesn't need this actually yeah, yeah. they're like she's overwhelmed she's gonna kill herself no <laughs> <laughs> well at least if you were looking for someone to have sex with you'd have no shortage yeah I'd find some creepy creep yeah you have lots of creepy lots creeps. of fucking creeps <laughs> oh my god I'm sure there were some who nice doesn't people want those? that genuinely just wanted to help it's like, you know? girl, you need this. Let me help you. Yeah. No, I, and I did have a lot of people when I first launched it, be like, Hey, do this, do this, do this. But when they're saying do me, it's a different story. Yeah. But did you have women propositioning you too? Nah, no. Also, they didn't know that I was queer yet. Oh. I didn't come out until like year three of the podcast. Okay actually no some of them were like we knew by episode three because of the type of porn you were watching 
but I didn't know necessarily. Or I oh, had, you know. what a learning knew, journey. It's been such a journey. It's so crazy. <laughs> Love well, I mean, you. this has been awesome and this conversation yeah. is the best. And I like, I really just think it's amazing what you've done. And like I said, Thank I heard you. it first on Gigi and was like, oh my God, this is a thing. Like, I need to know, I need to hear this. Yeah. And like I said, I didn't have the same struggles necessarily, but different ones and yeah, you know, different episodes like helped and totally. it's so good that you have this community. I love that you have the companions and I love that you're now <laughs> sharing the their stories though. Like yeah, and, and actually yeah. having them on the show. That's amazing because it gives it, there's so much realness to it. Like it's actually like, okay, no, it's not just Remy talking about somebody and herself. These we're a family. Real. They're alive. Yeah, this they're is here. fast they're and furious. They're all in this together. And yeah. they're not afraid to tell their story, which is like, I think that's a hard thing to do. Just to be no, like, okay, and it, so. it only, it took a while. Like they would always share it privately with me, but like, right, you know, right. for a long time, it was like, nobody wanted to come on the podcast and talk about it. Um, and like, I think just last season, we had our first person post on Instagram. I just came for the first time and it was thanks to how come. And I was like, you brave son of a bitch. Yeah. But like also actually. like, yes, more of this. Yeah. Yes. Oh, more of that. I know we're about to wrap up, but I just have a quick question for you. Is it, do you find a lot of people are younger or older or all? They yeah, run the gamut. We don't have any specific gender. We don't have any specific age range. I've I've made people come. No, I, uh, we've had a woman who was 50 years old, have her first orgasm because of the podcast. Wow. We've had somebody who's 19 have their first orgasm because of the podcast. Um, people with dicks and balls, figuring out new ways to have their orgasms. Um, really interesting and never the same. Your podcast Amazing. should be part of like the sex ed curriculum, sex ed. just because like, like it's just so real and again like that's yeah that's but then the all the kids will start smoking so much weed I gotta yeah. cut out sections <laughs> maybe you should do Edit like it. versions for I'll just, do a like, version for kids PG-13. yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. SPG 13 can be, but, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I honestly, I mean that. I think it would be great. I I hope more and more people listen to your show. I hope people that have heard are listening to our show. If they haven't heard how come, that they add that yeah. to their playlist and their come hang, you guys. Come yeah, why don't you plug all your all your things? Yeah. Tell the okay, people. before you guys plug up yourselves. <laughs> no, um, my my plugs. You can find me, Remy Casimir, on Instagram. My handle is my name. Um, you can find How Come Podcast there as well. Uh, we have a website, howcomepodcast.com. It's got all the live shows and merch and stuff, really fun merch. Um, my website, remycasimir.com, has all of my stand-up shows. Um, I do have my own anniversary, February 2nd. Or no, sorry, 22nd. February 22nd. Uh, 2022 a magical day for a magical thing to happen um it's going to be just a full stand-up show with people doing comedy but also talking about um their first time coming and celebrating mine amazing and in new york city and i hope you come because are you gonna be do a live fun. thing like are you gonna stream it at all nah yeah i feel like i want this i i'm gonna film it i maybe put it somewhere after but yeah Usually you don't know if stand-ups want their sets online and streamed. Yeah. Um, just it's different about- when it's like a live podcast or something, but like people, their jokes are sacred. 
I'm Fair just thinking enough. of our Canadian folks. We're just jealous because we have work in Canada. <laughs> I know. I'm going to try and come there eventually. You come. Let here, us know girl. when you do. Yeah. We'll, we'll come see you. Yes. <laughs> Sign up for my newsletter and put in your zip code and then let you know when I'm nearby. We will. Well, yeah. thank you so much again, Remy. And as always, you can find us at Herspective underscore podcast on Insta. And um, this was just awesome. Like, Thank you so much for having me. I had the best time. Best. Thanks, babes. Bye, guys. Bye. Have a great day. Thanks. Or whatever time it is there. (laughs) Definitely that time.